Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. Night for a moon dance with the stars up above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neath the cover of October skies. You know, the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. You know, I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. You know, the night. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you, and uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. But again, our our thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to those in Houston. Uh, obviously, this is our our first show since the uh, the disaster, the nightmare, uh, and of course, uh, it just uh, it's just a tragedy. I, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, there's no words that can ever describe or uh relieve the pain that those who felt but uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in houston in the meantime uh over the weekend uh, is it any surprise that uh the, the there's a potential deal in place with the uh the trade wars and the tariffs and all that stuff as we have said almost every day since this nonsense began that it would be resolved and now again this is not a final score certainly their minds could change uh again you know this is fickle uh this is the the art of the deal the 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 whole uh the whole uh in, in deal that's going on and of course um the markets it loved it uh i don't think it makes a big deal i think that the markets are just quiet and they don't give a, a rat's potato but at the end of it, here we are, and uh, you know, uh, we'll see how it plays out. The markets were right at the cusp of breaking out, anyways. And uh, is this the impetus, or will this fail? It's really hard to say. Uh, we've got, um, you know, uh, there's so many issues that that we have in this uh, in in this uh, uh, business that uh you know that there's not really a a a way to say that this is the it i mean you know if we we if we look at the the massive amounts of debt if we look at all the other issues uh you know i don't think that uh uh that that we would be uh looking at something that would make any sense and and i don't think that uh uh that that the uh, problems have gone away. You know, again, we we saw some heavy selling. Uh, we saw the downtrend end, and now we see the markets trying to rally. Uh, but I don't think that uh, there's anything that we should, um, you know, see here and in, in that will change the issues that are at hand. Now, again, can the markets go higher? Sure they can. I mean, again, there's nothing going to stop them. But when you start to look at... Uh, you know, interest rates rising when you start to look at uh, some of the things going on, the, the, the debt piling up, um, you know, this trade war talk is just nonsense. It's what we said it was from the beginning, that it was going to be resolved and, and that uh, that we we were not interested in 
in, uh, you know, the, the, we didn't think that there was going to be a problem uh, longer term. And, of course, you can see that it's not. We saw the, the, the grain markets pop. And, of course, the grain markets were popping beforehand. The only one that was in trouble before that was the, uh, the soybeans, which we said long before the, the, the trade talk ever started with, that there was going to be a problem. So I, I don't see any reason to believe that anything has changed. Okay, I don't see where you know this this whole uh, tariff and trade talk has is has become major. Uh, I, I I believe that you know what I've said all along is that we're going to see, um, you know, the markets are going to do what the markets are going to do, and 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 and, and trade wars are talking. And of course, as we've said many times, China needs us a hell of a lot more than than we need them. So as you as you look at the the entire uh the entire program i mean here we are okay so uh deals in place and um you know that's what we got now uh you know where do we go from here well i think that you you look at it no matter what happens i think corn and wheat continue to go higher uh i think that oil is 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 uh, again it's higher and it's very painful for those of us who are shorted and my my kudos to my buddy of the same namesake who said that uh, it's going higher. I, I just don't see it. I would look for uh, you know for this to break again. The formation is not a bullish formation. It's just a fear driven trade right now. Uh, I think that uh, we saw uh, the euro currency probably hit a a temporary low overnight. Now we believe that the euro currency is going to go significantly lower. Uh, but not today and not now. Uh, you know, we would expect to see an oversold bounce uh, from here. And, you know, that bounce could be fairly healthy. Remember, we've come down from $1.25 to $1.17. That's a $10,000 move in real cash if you had sold one. Uh, we think the dollar is going much higher. But, of course, we would not be surprised if the dollar had a little bit of a uh, a sell-off here, a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, I, again, we have to look at the overall long picture. In fact, it was funny this morning. Uh, you know, we had we had put a trade on on the euro currency to buy it, and uh, somebody asked me, "Well, but don't you think the euro is going lower and the dollar is going higher?" And I said, "Yeah, I do." But however, that is a longer term, more of a macro look at the currency. And in the short term, I would be very surprised if we didn't get a fairly healthy bounce in the euro currency, probably back to about 119, 120. I mean, that would be the natural progression of markets anyways. So, you know, as I look at it, I say, okay, that, that's what I would be looking for. So I'm not interested in, in right now. I would, never be, I would never be a new seller with new money at the levels we're trading today. Now, if we go into consolidation again and we sit there, then I could change that. That could change. But the way that it has sold off, very similar to gold, the way that the gold is sold off, I'm only a buyer if I'm going to be in those markets. I cannot be a seller in those markets the way they're set up now. And that's something that we have to always remember is what what is our goal? What is our, our time frame that we're watching for? So in a in a very short term time frame, I would expect the equities to sell off from where they are. Okay, now again, I, I'm not telling you that we're going. This is the, the 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 new downtrend. This is just as a trade. This is very short term. You know, they're a little bit overbought. The the over exuberance 
of uh, of the trade war talks is is really pushed the markets much higher. I think that gold has been pushed too low. So just from a, a sheer a probability standpoint, I would look to be a buyer of gold, a buyer of uh, the euro currency, uh, a seller of equities. And again, those are just those could be a trades that would be could be as, as little as one day. They could be shorter. You know, if you get a big enough pop, then then that would that would resolve and solve for me uh, the issues that we have. But in the meantime, here's where we are, and this is what we have to trade with, and that's the way that I would trade. So to me, it's either uh, short equities, buy euros, buy gold, sell oil, or observe. And sit on the sidelines. Either one is okay. Either one is fine. All right. Again, you don't have to get in the market. We don't have to be involved all the time. So that's something that we always want to make sure that we understand is where are we and what should we be doing? So, you know, as they say, cutting bait is just as well. It doesn't have to, you don't have to fish. You can just cut bait and wait for the opportunity. In the meantime, uh, how about that justify on uh, Saturday? It looks like another triple crown winner coming. This, this horse looks uh, unbeatable and we'll see how that plays out. But in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. I want to remind you to go to LibertyTalk.fm every single day and download the Bubba Show every day, as well as the Sporting Edge on the weekends. And of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free every day after the market close. All I have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com, sign up for it. It's free. No credit card, nothing required. In the meantime, the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. We're going to stop by for a break. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. All right, boys, follow me, mostly in eight. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with the one, the only, the extremely talented Jane King, Lila Media, the Kaching Report, and the educational podcaster who I was with last Sunday. What's up, Jane King? Yeah, I thought it was awesome to have you in person on the podcast. So, you know, it's funny. It's like, I was like, Todd's on. We don't even need a script. And boy, we could talk for an hour. Hour? Um, I thought we did an hour. We could do days. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so good. It was like we were sitting around and having a conversation over coffee and talking about, you know, money. So anyway, I'll I'll let you know when it gets released because it's going to be a great podcast. It it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and uh, we had a good time and uh, we had some good good opinions. So, uh, all right, Jane King, we got uh, obviously always something going on. And of course, this week, the the, the new stuff this week is, and I'm going to ask you, about Nancy Pelosi and about the the left side of the aisle right now. And, you know, of course, President Trump called MS-13 animals, which I believe they mm-hmm. are. I agree. Uh, and, of course, you now have the left, the, the left defending the animals. And I'm just curious right. as to what your opinion is. <laughs> well, um, and I don't have a problem with him calling them animals. I, I probably wouldn't have done it. But what he's doing is putting them in a position now of defending. I mean, he's, I don't know if that was planned or not. I mean, if it was, it was sheer spontaneous genius um, because he's put them in a corner again um, and getting them to defend the wrong parts of society. I mean, MS-13 is, um, I mean, there was, you know, a couple of girls killed in Long Island um, just within the past year from this gang. So um, they're, you know, definitely not good for society. So um, I just think it's interesting how he continues to kind of pin them that way. And by the way, the cable ratings came out for the month of May, CNN down 30%. And um, Fox and MSNBC were steady. 
so this appears to be kind of a CNN problem. And they've really taken an anti-Trump view, and I think viewers are rejecting them for it. So I think, again, he's winning. He promised, and he's winning. Well, I mean, I, and I agree, but don't you think, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but don't you think it's ignorant of any of them to actually be so divisive and to try to fight the president, no matter who it is. I understand, you know, people don't like Trump, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you don't have to like him. But shouldn't we all have the same goal to have a successful country and have things go the right way for everybody instead of, you know, worried about who's in office? I mean, to me, that was always the one that I could never quite get my arms around is we should all want the same thing. And we know that a president is only in for four or eight years. We move on to the next one. And we should at least, you don't have to like the person, but you should at least want the country to do well. And I think this is, I don't understand why so many people don't want the country to do well. You, you get that? I know. Well, that's, that's where we are. I mean, it's, um, yes, we should. We should all want the country to do well. We're all Americans. We all participate in the success of this country. But that's that's where we are and it's just people just have become so partisan and you know somebody asked me once like when did you first start noticing this and i i guess i really started first noticing this division during the gulf war first one well not first one not 91 but like 2002 2003 um when there was such a debate about whether we should go into iraq or not and um, that was when I first started seeing, like, just, I first started hearing, like, these people bringing up this stuff, like, out of the blue. Like, you care. I mean, I was, you know, I was actually watching one of Trump's speech. It was the one about pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal the other day. And a guy just walked by me, and it was on my computer because I wanted to hear what it was doing. I was covering it for oil prices. And he was like, hey, and, like, made some, like, double sound to the Trump thing on my computer. And I was like, did I ask for your opinion? You know, I mean... I was just like, I never really saw that, but it's been like the past 15 years. I don't know if we're going to, a new generation can maybe bring some maturity to this. Um, I hope so. Um, But the trouble is the people who are acting like such children now are having kids and teaching them to act the same way. So I don't know if this is ever going to end. It's really sad because it, it just, it doesn't make sense that you would want your country to fail. Uh, because you don't like the person, the, the one person that's running it. And it, it's just, it, it's so illogical. And, and even obviously well, a lot of people. It's like an ego thing, right? I mean, they, because if, if the country's succeeding and the people who are against Trump admit that, they have to admit they were wrong. And um, that's, you know, that's hard for people to do no i mean it listen it, it, it's unfortunate and and of course you know we we had the, the the new uh gambling law passed this week where states can now take sports betting but i ask you i want to ask you this question you live in new york which is a state a very highly taxed state i live in illinois which is a very highly taxed state and of course california is a really high tax state to me the, the, this could be the boom for everybody to do better and to take more money in. But my guess is, is that because they're already broke and because they don't understand that you don't, you can't tax everybody to death, that these states will not, will not find success from this because they don't understand how actually a business actually works. And they're more concerned with (laughs) keeping sanctuary cities and keeping, uh, and somehow in my mind, it's stealing the money because somehow where does all the money go that they take in? What do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, it certainly doesn't go to the New York subway because it's just a disaster. I mean, it hasn't run express on weekends for 
I don't even remember. It's been years um, because they're continually working on it on weekends. I mean, it's ridiculous the way things are run here. Um, and did you see that California, of course, legalized marijuana on January 1st? First quarter tax revenue was about a third of what Governor Brown expected because it's taxed so much. Uh, people are like, I'm not going to buy this or have a business. It's just taxed to death. So they didn't bring in nearly the tax revenue that they had expected because of taxes. So, again, they don't quite understand how business works. Well, they're, they're, and, and so now how business works, let's go to oil for a minute. You mentioned it earlier. So oil obviously is in Pluto right now and continues to go higher. And, and, and I call oil a fear trade right now because just based on the formation from a trading standpoint, it's it's in backwardation, which means all the, the, the highest price oil is, is like right now is July. And mm-hmm. it's cheap. It's three dollars cheaper in December, which means that they're only playing the fear trade. But in your opinion, and from what you understand, is 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 high oil prices bullish for the economy or bearish for the economy? I think oil strong oil prices are bullish as long as they don't get too strong. Um, if they start to become and act like a tax, like right now we're around seventy dollars a barrel. I think that's a sign of increased demand, which is good for the economy. If we start getting into a situation where it's 130, like what we saw in 2008, um, you know, that's going to start to be a problem. Um, but, you know, people adapt. I mean, we're, you know, it's interesting to watch Ford uh, ditch all its sedans and go to SUVs and trucks. And here we are entering higher oil prices, which could be around for a while. So I don't know if that was a real futuristic move on Ford's part. Um, but it's, you know, I think I think once it starts getting too high, it starts to become a problem. But people are becoming more um, warming up to electric vehicles. And I could see, you know, people going to that pretty easy. There's all there wasn't last time we saw this, there weren't that many electric vehicles around. 2008, I think Tesla just started. Um, the big automakers didn't really have electric vehicles. There's some hybrids out there, Prius and so forth. Now there's a lot more choices. I think people might convert to that more easily than they did 10 years ago. Now, I think obviously I do think that's the coming way. And, and we have an overabundance of supply in the United States as we're now an exporter. So we really shouldn't be affected by the fear and the things that happen in the Mideast. But because of big oil, you know, they really still kind of control a lot of the government, right? I mean, do you foresee, you know, that that the government gives them an exit so that they can do kind of what the tobacco companies did years ago and, and build other businesses? Because there is no reason in 2018 for us to be so heavily d- 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 uh, on oil where we have to have mm-hmm. it. I mean, we, there's there's a billion other energy sources and with the brains that everybody has, we should be able to be out of this. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I think so. I, I don't think it's ever been smart to be so oil dependent. Things have changed a lot since 2001, 2002, you know, when we had September 11th attacks and we were so reliant on Saudi Arabia for oil. I mean, we've got fracking that was introduced since then. You've got new leadership in Saudi Arabia that is much more open uh, than previous. I mean, they're bringing, like, you know, all kind movie theaters and, um, you know, women driving and all kinds of things. They're really trying to, uh, to modernize the country. So things have changed a lot um, since 2001. We've got solar is booming, wind power is booming. All that's happened over the past 15, 16 years or so. So I think it's good to have a lot of different sources of energy. I don't think it's good to be relying on just any one source. I'm in agreement, and that is the words according to Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, and the Educational Podcaster of the Year. Jane King, always, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. 
That was our friend Jane King, Lila Makes Me the Kitchen Report, and uh, always great to have her on. And remember, uh, we talk about education and, of course, our high school investing program. If you want to check out the curriculum, go to highschoolinvesting.com. And if you'd like to help us out, go to patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every week at libertytalk.fm. You can download the Bubba Show there. You can download the Sporting Edge and uh, many other things. So in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll step out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubba We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show with Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and me, Todd Bubba Horowitz, about trading.com. All right, Matt, so you and I have talked at nauseum about the Warren Buffetts of the world and the Charlie Mungers and the banks and Jamie Dimon, and, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, Jamie Dimon and, 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 and J.P. Morgan are creating a strategic director of crypto assets. So from it's garbage to nothing to that, if you have it in your portfolio, you're fired yeah. to now they're in. Now, I, my personal opinion is, and this is my, this is Todd Horwich's opinion. I want to know it. So there's not any, any misunderstanding. I believe they were in it all the way. Anyways, I, I, I don't think they ever miss an opportunity to, to, to take advantage of a market. And I, I think this time is no different. So, but anyways, what are your thoughts to all that? Well, I, you know, I, I think Jamie Dimon's, you know, the figurehead of J.P. Morgan, and uh, you know, maybe he had his, own, maybe he really didn't, he, maybe he did think cryptos were going to be crushed, you know, and I think his opinion probably was whether or not it, it has a legitimate use case or has utility. If it does, the the Fed's going to crush it. Central banks throughout the world will crush it. Uh, governments won't allow it because they won't give up their monopoly power on money creation. Uh, maybe those were all his thoughts, but at least in the meantime, he's he's pulled back on that. And and like you said, if there's money to be made uh, in trading them, I mean they're not going to let all the money go to Binance, who you know as we talked about made two hundred million dollars in profits. Just last year, they've only been around for 11 months, so uh, they see that there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> money to be made in trading itself. Oh no! I look at. I, I'm going to say this: 
they are not the cleanest whistles. They're not none of them are. I'm not and I'm not picking yeah. on JP Morgan, but you know, if we go back to the whale trade, you know, and it was they fired the guy, they got a five billion dollar fine that go, well, that was the first time I ever made that trade. Now nobody believes that 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 was the first time. The guy probably made five hundred billion on that trade and finally got trapped and got caught. So that was the end of it. And and now of course, uh Warren Buffett's favorite company, Goldman Sachs, who he owns a big piece of, they're talking about coming out with their own uh, go circle coin. Okay, yeah. in the crypto space. So what what do you what do you make of that now? I mean, again, this is another organization. Now they were more believers from the beginning. They just had turned down people because they just took their technology and said, "Okay, we're going to do it on our own. We don't need you." Right? It's like like the Walmart. Right? We don't need you. We're not going to have to give you money. We can do it ourselves. And I think that's what's happening here. What do you think of that? Well, you know, they're 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 they they see it's the future. They're coming around to it. Makes sense and. Uh, you know, again, they're going to try to make money from it. Uh, if they come up with CircleCoin, it'll be, you know, I, it would be interesting if it's open source. You know, whether they allow the code, you know, to be open so that other people can see what it is. Um, that's one of the interesting things about this whole revolution is that all these, all these, ninety-nine uh, percent of these projects, their code, they they leave it open. They let everybody check it out. I mean, so. Uh, it's it's interesting from the standpoint of anybody can pick not anybody but I'd say that, I'd say there's maybe two thousand uh, coders out there that have the ability to really do this stuff in a hardcore way like they could really pick up on a a complicated uh, uh, piece of software that runs some of these major uh, cryptos and just copy it and and improve them uh, so. By that virtue alone, there is some, you know, intellectual property protection, but they're all they're all open source. So, and I think people want to see that so they can see that. Look, if you want to be a currency coin, for example, you don't want to see that there's a back door somewhere that's, you know, that you can that the coin can be manipulated by by some external factor or somebody that created it, you know, gets ten percent of it, you know, over time or anything like that. That's why it all has to be open. It'll be interesting to see if JP, uh, if uh, Goldman Sachs is open with uh, circle, the Circle Coin. Well, I can't imagine that they won't because I, I think, in my eyes, this is the whole principle behind the success, and what I think will be the ongoing success is that I believe that the the people that invest in in cryptocurrencies, the hardcore guys, are really probably libertarians that 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 hate the Federal Reserve. Okay, that that know that, you know, why should I keep taking a secondary on my cash in my pocket and why should it be worth less every day because they can play with it? So I think that uh, if Goldman doesn't do open source, I think it will be a failure because they're not going to attract the investor. Now, obviously, they'll get their own people that believe whatever they say. But I think that overall, it, it can't succeed unless they do it open, because I think that's the whole key here is the decentralized and the ability to see knowing that you cannot be uh, taken advantage of like what the Fed has done for 105 years. What do you think? Exactly. I mean, that's that's the way I feel about it. And I know that at least the roots of the you know crypto community, that's how they feel, too. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of libertarians in there and a lot of people just, you know, want this to be uh, that want it to be open. Otherwise, you know, again, and that would be interesting to see if, if Facebook creates their own crypto, whether that will be uh, open as well. Uh or or if it will be closed, there are a few that are closed, like hash, uh, Hashgraph, I believe, is is closed. But um, 
Yeah. No, I mean, uh, if it's not open, I think it gets rejected by the community. And I agree. I, I, again, I, I think that this is a a very specific tool and a, a, a currency. And, and, and I think those that are starting to believe and even those that aren't are, are, are starting to believe because, again, it, it's real. Again, this goes back to the same thing we talked about almost the whole show, which is the Internet. The Internet was, you know, not a lot of non-believers back in the day and it was a get rich quick scheme but at the end look what it turned out to be and you know you now could you imagine living without the internet i mean you know that's your, your yeah. that's what allows people to you know companies to cut costs so I, I think that that's something that is big and i think that you know with the nasdaq now creating a product and some of these at more etfs i think that you're going to see uh, them take off much more and i think that uh, many more people are starting to realize exactly what the federal reserve has done with the, 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 the worth of the fiat currencies, because it's not just the Fed, it's the central banks around the world that are continuing yeah. with these currency wars. And I think that we're, we as, as, as people are tired of it because it just doesn't make any sense. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm definitely tired of it. You're tired of it. And, uh, you know, the faith in government, faith in, in banks has to be near all-time lows, if not at all-time lows. I mean, look, you know, the, you know, just going back, you can go back just a few years to Cyprus. I mean, you can, it's just, uh, you know, the great financial crisis, uh, global financial crisis. Uh, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no faith left in these guys. And, uh, and I think this is, this is going to be, you know, welcomed. Um, with good reason yeah. there's no faith yeah. left because again the bottom line is is i mean we're coming into another subprime mess that is you know it could be tomorrow it could be next year nobody knows when it's going to be but you know i happen to have some friends in the industry and in banking and and they're telling me that there's a problem and yeah. and again they continue to to do things why because even you know i'm a big anti uh, fed creating money and i'm a big i don't like you know fractional banking and i don't like you know when they can lend out 10 times what the reserve is when they don't even have that much in reserve in my opinion okay again that's yeah. just my opinion but the point the point is is that they're doing it again and, and you know we're we are going to end up having to pay the tab when it goes kablooey again, just like we did last time. And, and quite frankly, to me, that's just ridiculous. I mean, this is not a true free economy. And th this is, a, I think, if you ever read their book, Creatures of Jekyll Island, this is exactly what, it, what he said in the book, that this is what was going to happen. And certainly, sure enough, it, here it is happening. And what do you think of that? No, uh, look, I mean, what are, are all debt, going back to 2008, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe every single debt, uh, out there is now larger than it was back then. Like if you look at student debt, corporate debt, uh, gov you know, you know, treasury debt, uh, you know, state and local government debt. Uh, I, I don't know. Is there is there any debt category that's actually fallen just, since then? Just my own personal. <laughs> no. <laughs> good, good. No, no, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. You are one hundred percent correct. There's the, the, we are at record levels of debt. First of all, you can start from the top, margin debt, which is yeah. the worst kind of debt because you've got too many people trying to leverage up markets with 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 margin, and it, obviously as long as they keep going up, it's fine. But that was the reason that Bernie Madoff failed. Not that he was a we knew he was a crook, but he failed because the market went down. So we had to fess up and say, well, this is what happened. All right, and 
and that is the same problem we deal with each and every day with 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 what's going on. So margin debt is at record highs, student debt is at record highs, auto loan debt is at record highs, and the real problem in today's debt versus the debt that was created in 08 was at least those were hard assets, real estate, most of it, that could actually survive, and if you could hold them long enough, you'd probably get your money back. The debts we're having now are depreciating debts. You know, auto, autos don't get better with age. They don't get more value. They have no chance to get more value, and, and student debt is a, a loan on error. So that, that those are all problems that, that and they've been created by this system, which I think is why, going back to the, why we're having a financial revolution. Yeah, and, you know, talking about student debt, I mean, if you know the next recession we first of all to begin with uh college tuition rates have gone up at you know what triple quadruple uh, the inflation rate something insane you know the, the 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 just the tuition cost required so many you know such massive debt loads to be taken on by these students now they get out if we go into a recession you know, that's 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 a powder keg right there. It's going to be ugly, but not. The, but the show isn't ugly. It's a great show with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. That's Chris Crip, and this is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz, and make sure you go to LibertyTalk.fm and download the show each and every day, as well as uh, the Sporting Edge. And of course, don't forget our high school investing program. Check out the the, the network, uh, HighSchoolInvesting.com, and then also if you like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bob Orwitz will be right back with more with Matt Demeter after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to The Bubba Show with, with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and me, Todd Bob Orwitz, BubbaTrade.com. So, Matt, um, we had uh, some interesting action in the markets last week. And, uh, of course, uh, I guess we'll first talk about the Russell because the Russell made all-time new highs. And, you know, one of the things that you and I both know is that the Russell is not much affected by any global activity because they're mostly U.S. companies. But uh, I know you were looking for higher prices. You said to me last week that we, you think we're going to go a little bit higher. And the general markets were kind of flat to slightly lower, but the Russell exploded. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I have a higher target in the Russell. It, uh, it goes all the way up to, uh, let's see, 17,030. So, you know, that's that's a pretty you know, good way About another 8%, I think. Yeah, another 8%. And that's about uh, what I have for the NASDAQ, about another 8% NASDAQ composite uh, for the upside. Um, the, you know, very short-term, Russell's overbought on uh, – on daily and uh, you know and and smaller time frames, so you know I wouldn't be surprised to get a little bit of a pullback, uh, but then I could definitely see us going higher from there. You know I still think Nasdaq 8000, um, the uh, uh, NYSE composite. I want to see that get all the way up to uh, 14,500. That's actually about 13 percent uh, higher. So that I'm not. I'm not, you know, that's a lot more than eight percent, obviously. So, if I have the Nasdaq and the Russell going up eight or eight around that, uh, we'll see if NYC can do can do thirteen. But um, those would be major for me. Those would be major target highs that that could cause massive reversals. But right here, um, you know, I'm actually looking for pullbacks to uh, to get long. Uh, and if we break, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Right now. One thing that's a little bit of conflict for me is I'm looking at the NASDAQ and where we peaked last week kind of looks like the right shoulder of a head and shoulders top pattern. But um, 
you know, I, I think it'll probably probably break to the upside eventually and, and, and get past it. Yeah, I would probably think so as well. I, again, you know, we're, we're slowing down. I mean, as you pointed out, uh, I don't know, six or seven weeks ago that the, the, the VIX should get crushed because of what was going on and the VIX has gotten crushed. As you predicted, the VIX has gotten murdered. And I would think at some point here, we'd probably see some volatility come back to the markets as well. But are the commercials still massively short? No, now they uh, they're basically neutral. So they've covered all their shorts, uh, and they're slightly long. They're a few thousand contracts long. Not a, not a big deal. But usually, when we get up to a hundred thousand contracts long, is when you see uh, you see a, a real a much bigger chance of of a big sell off. So. You know, at these levels, we're just kind of in no man's land. Sentiments, kind of, you know, in the middle. Smart money versus dumb money. It's in the it's in the middle. Uh, there's not a lot of premium being placed on VIX calls versus VIX puts in terms of their European options. So I, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the commercials favoring one side or the other heavily here. So, you know, we've got that. And, and just real quick, I want to go back to the, your, your head and shoulders potential on, on the NASDAQ composite. Yeah. Where would you consider the neckline? Would you consider the neckline at 7,000 or at 6,800? Um, I would consider it, yeah, it's a, it's a good, I'd say about 6,800. Okay, that's be the bottom. I mean, but that would make sense, but either one could possibly work, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. But I see what exactly. you're talking about, that in shoulders. Now, you know, the I think the, the, the pain for both of us is this oil that, that continues yeah. to stay in backwardation, which is not bullish. I don't care what it does price-wise, because if you go back and look at 2008 or 2007 and 2014, we had the same form, exact formation, and we both know what happened in, in, in 07, oil went to, I think, $36, and in, in 14, it went to 25 uh, and I'm I'm certainly expecting the same thing here, but it is awfully painful to remain short here with this stuff. But I can't I couldn't buy it, so the only thing I could be is flat or short, and I choose to be short at the moment. What do you think? Yeah, I'm short too, and uh, I see the next level of resistance coming in, you know, very close to where we are. It's about uh, seventy three. 25, 73, 20, around there, and it's flat. So, you know, fortunately, I don't have to change it every time we talk and say, well, it's rising or it's, you know, declining. This is a flat level. So, 73, is my next resistance. I would think that it would hold. And we got, we got pretty close to it, you know, last week. We got up to the high 72s. So, uh, I think maybe we get one one more little punch to the upside, and that would be it. But it, we got close enough. I, I think that'll have it'll cause a reaction to the downside, and I'm I'm staying short. One more bit of torture for me. You say you're saying is that what you're saying? I'm gonna have to hide for another week. <laughs> yeah, probably, maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, sure. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. But I, I yeah, I agree with you. The, the backwardation and and is, is, is that structure and the fact that the commercials are, are super heavily short you know are all bearish now um you know gold has been pretty interesting and i've been on the the bearish side of gold figuring i, I thought it had to trade about 1280 or 1260 to, to actually put a bottom in i mean certainly i wouldn't be a seller now uh i know you're you had a resistance higher and it was declining what's your what's your outlook on on gold here now as you as you look into what's going on well, uh, we've we're in the, we're in the support zone for where I was looking for support to come in. 
So we go a little, we go a little bit lower. I have a uh, incomplete target at about twelve sixty seven. Uh, what twenty dollars lower than where we got to, you know, last week. So we came. We're probably close enough. I'd be a buy. I you know, forced to be a buyer or seller here. I'd be a buyer, and I still think we can get up to. You know the high 1300s now. I'm no longer. We're no. My target's no longer in the 1400s. It's about 1390. So. Uh, oh right, you so had yeah. it declining. So I mean that makes sense. It's coming down yeah. as you as you thought, and it's done. You know basically what we thought it was going to do. Nothing nothing crazy. But you know as we as we switch over to the dollar, you know you called for the dollar lows at about 88 or so, and and you know said that we're going to see uh, the euro get clobbered and the dollar explode and the dollar has exploded and it actually consolidated for about two weeks and then it broke out to the upside again. What I know your big term target is way in the high, like the, on a 110 or 112 before this is done, but where's your next resistance in the dollar? I'm looking at possibly 95 would be where I think it might slow down a little bit. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking 99 would okay. be the next, next level up. So, uh, I, I maybe 95. I have to see. You know, I have to break down. Oh, I'm looking at a daily, and I'm I'm thinking 99 would be my my next resistance. Well, I mean, we both agree it's going to par before the year's over. I think that, that yeah. we're both in agreement. So I, I just see as a as a shorter term resistance that I I would think 95 might be a little bit of uh, of slowness. And again, I'm with you. We both talked about it. You know that we thought, and that was a hell of a congestion pattern it had for I don't know, almost four months or five months between 88 and 90. 88 and 90 it would get nauseous, and of course it did. Yeah. Break out, and now it's you know probably should settle down a little bit. But again, I think we're going much higher, uh, and, and I think that the euro's going much lower, which it took a little longer than we thought. But they're both working as, as we transcribe. Now, the bond market uh, has been you know the the, the ten years now firmly <clears throat> over three percent. Uh, and it looks like it's going a lot higher to me. I mean, I, I know you think that long term we're going to get into double digit uh, interest rates, but right here in the short time, it looks like to me we're, we're going to probably see four percent before we know it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, here's there's a there was a target line that I was looking for. It's completed, and 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 uh, it eventually had to hit it, uh, and it was right at uh, three point one, and we got there. Just over 3.1, and uh, it touched it. It fell. It's fallen away from it. So, uh, I, uh, until that level's broke, the, the the high of last week, if it's broken by you know a little bit, a little bit more than what we've seen, then I'll say, look, it's, it's totally broken out. But uh, otherwise, I, I I would think the treasuries should move up and the rates should come come back temporarily it is a little bit overbought on daily indicators the, the rate is and uh and treasuries are oversold and you have the commercials you know long both 10-year and 30-year treasuries so you know i i think but better chances in the very short term that treasuries are going high are, are going to bounce they're going to bounce and then and then we're going to see the resumption of the pattern of higher rates and lower and lower treasuries and i could i could see that happening and this is crypto the bubba show todd bubba horwitz with matt demeter demeterresearch.com and uh, of course make sure you go to libertytalk.fm each and every day and download the bubba show and as well as the sporting edge and help us get to our goal of one million downloads 
a month. In the meantime, everybody have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bob Orch. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same station right here on the Bubba Show. Todd Bob Orch. We'll see you later, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.